to another episode of the Pizza Pixel Podcast. Howdy, y'all. My name is Carrie Woodham, and I've been reviewing games for eh, almost been 30 years now. Uh, I first started at Dallas Morning News, and now I currently write at GamerDad.com. It's not my full-time job, but I've been doing that on the side all this time. Uh, and my brothers are helping me bring me to the 21st century with podcasts and videos and such. And my brother Jeff is with me again. <laughs> Hi there. Yeah, I'm his brother Jeff. I've been playing video games for pretty much since I was born. Uh, well, at least watching video games. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, um, in case you haven't noticed, uh, Mario is kind of big right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he always has been, but... Uh, just lately, he's he's been uh, really big. Uh, he just had a successful movie come out, and Jeff and I are going to review it. If you hear all that squeaking in the background, that's just Jeff's dog Kane playing his squeaky toy. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, sorry about that. You just had to deal with it. So, too bad. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, where were we? Um, yeah. Yay. Anyway. So a yeah. Very uh, big movie. Yeah. Uh, Mario movie made like over a billion dollars worldwide. So it's like up there with like Frozen and stuff now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Pretty pretty funny. <laughs> and um, uh, so, yeah, we're going to review it here in a bit. And then I'm going to give my impressions on uh, Super Nintendo World because I went uh, a few weeks ago as well. Um, so, anyway, um, I've said in the past on this podcast that I'm not really the biggest Mario fan. But it doesn't mean I don't hate Mario. Okay, I mean, if Nintendo announced a new 2D or 3D Mario game tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to play that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'd get it, and I'd play through it. And I usually do that with all the Mario games. It's just, um, I don't get all the Mario games. Like, I, I don't go out and get all the Mario Tennis games. I don't. I skip out on pretty much all the Mario Party games, <laughs> you know. I just, I just don't get them all. Um, and it's only just because... Uh, it's not like I don't like Mario. It's just like there's so many other franchises I like way more. Uh, Nintendo franchises like Animal Crossing and Metroid and Zelda and, um, you know, uh, tons of others. I just like way better than Mario. And, and, and also other franchises from other companies I like way better than Mario, like Mega Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, could, I, can't, I can't not mention Kirby. You know. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Kirby, can't, can't Kirby. We did we missed out. I know, Kirby there. I know. Can't can't be can't be forgetting <laughs> Kirby. Yeah, that's our favorite. But yeah, so all those uh, franchises, I just like so much more than Mario. I get so more excited about those than Mario. So those always come first. But yeah, I still like Mario. So, uh, but anyway, so um, with that out of the way, I guess we'll just do our little quick movie review. I really don't. I, I'm so used to reviewing games. I don't really know if i'd review movies quite as well but you know, we're, gonna... <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try our best <laughs> yeah because i wanted to to do this before you know the the movie kind of you know simmered down and isn't as a big of a hot topic as it has been for for a good while so yeah i think at the time of recording this it's still in theaters so yeah but i think it's just now started to be on streaming services it made a billion dollars. It's going to be in theaters for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, so... Uh, but anyway, so uh, I took you to see it um, back in, I guess it was April. Yeah. And um, and I, I'm sorry that uh, you had to miss your game night uh, <laughs> for us to go see it, but I'm kind of cheap, so it's like, all right, we're going to go see it on Tuesday nights at Studio Movie Grill because they have $6 movie nights there, and, you know, 
Hey, I, I I was definitely on board with the uh, with with being a little bit frugal there. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, in this day and age, you can't beat a six dollar movie. No. So so that's when we saw it. So again, sorry I made you miss your game night, but you know. Oh, well, that's it's okay. okay. The the uh, yeah. the 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 adventurers can wait another week. Yeah. Oh yeah. So your Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It was actually shortly after we saw the Mario movie. Oh, it was after? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was before. Oh, okay. Well, that's or, cool. I don't remember exactly when it was before yeah. or after, but it was very close to when we saw the Mario movie. Yeah. I saw. The, yeah. Uh... Did you like that one too? Oh yeah, yeah. It was really good. Oh, okay, it was surprisingly cool. funny. Yeah, uh, it was more of a more of a comedy adventure yeah. than an adventure comedy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I never really got into Dungeons and Dragons myself. They had a cartoon back in the eighties. I don't know if you knew about that or not. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, and I, I'm only familiar with the cartoon because I would see the closing credits because it came on right before Muppet Babies for a while. <laughs> so yeah, so that's about that's about my experience with Dungeons and Dragons is pretty much just all that. <clears throat> yeah. So. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't really go see a whole lot of movies anymore. Um, there's that Guardians of the Galaxy three movie. What else is? Oh yeah, there's a Transformers movie coming out. Oh yeah, well, they're uh, bringing in Beast Wars. Yeah, that's <laughs> inter- that's the, more your generation than my generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, Mario movie. Um, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I yeah. can I can understand. Why the critics bashed the Mario movie? Um, I, I can understand why they did that, but I enjoyed it. I, I will say this: it was better than the last Mario movie they made. <laughs> so this is true. Okay, so the last Mario movie that they made was back in the nineties. Yeah, I, I remember this. <laughs> you remember this? Well, I, I at least remember it because my friends weirdly like it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, okay, that's kind of a joke. <laughs> here's here's the thing: it was a live action movie. And now, I'm a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I can tolerate bad movies, okay? <laughs> I could not sit through five minutes of that live-action Mario movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that thing, I don't know. I'm surprised Nintendo didn't sue somebody. <laughs> you know, I was like, what in the world is that? So yeah, nothing in the movie seemed to look yeah. like what it was in the actual game, so, even, even, even though the game was very simple. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know they didn't have a whole lot to go on back then. You know, there was only just a few, but Mario games at the time. But oh my gosh! <laughs> mm. Anyway, but this new Mario movie is exactly what the the Mario movie probably should be. Um, oh yeah, no worries. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm just looking at Jeff's computer. Um, but yeah, it's exactly what the Mario movie should be. Um, so I was happy for that. That's kind of what I always imagined a Mario movie should be. Um, so yeah, I was really happy about that. Um, you know, it was just fun, but I guess we'll go over what I didn't like first. Okay. The things I didn't like are pretty minor, so don't worry. I mean, I'm, this didn't ruin the movie for me at all, so I'm just going to go through the things. These are just little minor quibbles. Um, one thing I, di- the, one thing I didn't like was just the dialogue. Yeah, a lot of it seemed very basic, um, kind of just to move the plot along. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of the creativity, it seemed. Yeah. I mean, I've seen episodes of kids shows that had better dialogue than it. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, um, I've been into this kids show lately called Bluey. So I, I put that in the outline. I'm sure just like, oh yeah, just one more chance to talk about Bluey. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm about to say just just a little, a little show I you might have heard of called Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was really tempted to be like just talking about Bluey all the time. Or not, not talking about Bluey all the time, but just like going into a tangent about Bluey. And I'm like, no, I better not. <laughs> but let's just say that Bluey has some really good lines and delivery. And it just blows the Mario movie out of the water. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, but yeah, Bluey is an awesome show. Go, go watch it. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm not a really big fan of the voice cast. Um I can understand why they didn't want Charles Martinet to to do the Mario voice because honestly, I'm probably the only in the world who doesn't like his high pitched Mario voice. <laughs> um, now I will say this: I respect Charles Martinet a lot, and I do like his voices for Luigi and Wario. So I do respect him, and I, I don't hate him. I just don't like that Mario voice. I never have. Uh, <laughs> my my Mario voice was always. Um, the old Captain Lou Albano live action, or you know whoever's trying to imitate him in the cartoon voice, you know? <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> what does he say? Uh, there's a stone, Luigi. You didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's, uh, that's my Mario. So I just remember when I first turned on Mario sixty four and heard "It's me, Mario." I just got to kicked in the nuts. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, oh no, that's. Oh no 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 no! That's not that's not what I know. Yeah, it's like that's that's not my Mario. (laughs) So I've never really liked that Mario voice, so I can understand why they didn't want to have him saying full sentences like that in the movie. There's just no way. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know. I just uh, it was hard for me to grasp Chris Pratt as Mario. I mean, he did a decent job. I mean. You know, just it's just a regular voice, so that's that's fine. You know, yeah. you know, it wasn't too high pitched or anything, too squeaky or annoying. But yeah, I think some of the other characters could have done well with being more like actual, like being done by actual voice actors rather than just more like celebrities. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because a lot of those celebrities, I don't know. I don't yeah. keep up with that stuff. I don't know who the guy who voiced Luigi is or the lady who voiced Peach is. I don't know who they are. <laughs> um, I, I will say I did. Meet Mar. Uh, I did meet Charles Martinet once at E3. Oh, nice! So yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool. So, <laughs> so yeah, I thought he was neat. Um, but I think the only voice actor who I think d- did a, a, a fantastic job was Jack Black as Mar- as uh, Bowser. Oh yeah, he did really well. Yeah, I think he did great at that. He really sounded like he was having fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think as long as you sound like you're having fun doing your work, then it'll it'll be good. So he he did a good job with that. And, you know, I mean, the other ones did, too. It's just, eh, I just, it was just hard for me to get on board with celebrities that I don't know or care about. Yeah. So. I saw I saw a video of uh, Jack Black in an inter- interview about uh-huh. the movie, and he yeah. was dressed up in a Bowser, like, little, little, little onesie. Oh, really? <laughs> and they asked him, like, were you excited to play Bowser? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw him doing some other promotional where he was, like, in a suit, but it had, like, a spiky shell in the back or something <laughs> oh, like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he, he's had a lot of fun with that. He he, he seems like, you know, he, he has a lot of fun doing what he does. So, good good on him. Um. <laughs> But yeah, the other ones, um, you know, they were either just okay or they just didn't sound like what I imagined them at all. I think a, I think a lot of people talk about Cranky Kong. Oh yeah, yeah that his, being a little bit weird. Yeah, his voice wasn't quite what I imagined, but I don't know. Yeah. But you know, so yeah, the voice cast, eh, not so much. Um, but um, 
but yeah, that's really about that's really about my only picky problems that I that I had with the movie. Um, so, but what what I did like about the movie, one of my favorite things was the music score, like the background music. That was pretty amazing because if you listen to it, almost every song in that game was had had some kind of remix of a Mario song in it. If you listened. Oh yeah, and that was pretty amazing. They did a great job with that. It almost makes me want to get the soundtrack, but I doubt that you can get soundtracks on CD anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably streaming somewhere. Yeah, but, I'm not yeah. much of a music streamer. You know, <laughs> I like music and all, but you know, I, I don't have headphones in my ears all the time because I just like to be more aware of my surroundings. But so I don't really do that. But yeah, I mean, that was an amazing uh, soundtrack. So I think they did a great job with that. Um, and all the little references were really fun too. Uh, you know, my favorites were, you know, Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew. I thought that was really cool. And I loved the plumbing commercial rap because that was <laughs> taken directly from the Mario cartoon. Yeah. Um, and I also just liked their plumbing van. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a cool van. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool van. Um, my Our stepdad, Jamie, he got me a, a little Hot Wheels uh, Mario movie plumbing van. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm just glad to see a movie, a good, just family movie that comes out and has no political social commentary. It doesn't try to be, what they say the, the word is now, woke. Oh, yeah. It doesn't try to be that. It just try. it's just entertainment. Yeah. That's all it is. Okay. I mean, it's. Just basically junk food, but you know, <laughs> you know, just they just made something entertaining, and that's it. They yeah. didn't try. They didn't try to do something more than what they needed to. So I like that too. So yay, good on them. <laughs> um, so with the movie making a billion dollars, <laughs> I think that uh, a sequel is inevitable. Oh yeah, at or least, at least at least a sequel, or at least more video game based movies in the future. I bet yeah. we're gonna see. Oh yeah. So. We'll see. I don't. I don't know what's next, but I would like to see a Luigi's Mansion movie. That would be really cool because Luigi's Mansion, the, just the games themselves, they have more plot than than a, a, a regular Mario game does. And that's another thing I didn't like about the movie is it didn't really have much plot. But I expected that because Mario games don't have a whole lot of plot because they don't really need a, a whole lot of plot. You don't really need a reason to jump around as Mario and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why they don't have much of a story, you know. It's just Bowser kidnaps the princess. The end. Yeah. So gotta save her. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, it didn't need, need. It doesn't even need to be that. You know, it's just like Mario woke up one day and just decided to go out and do stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, I could be all it is. Yeah, that's fun. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would love a Luigi's Mansion movie. I think they have way more plot. Uh, plus, you know, Ghostbusters is one of my all-time favorite movies, and Luigi Manson is just basically Mario Ghostbusters, so you know, <laughs> I would love to see that. Or, you know, another Nintendo franchise I would love to see as a movie, like Zelda, Metroid, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't know how they would do an Animal Crossing movie, but... Well, I know that there is, in Japan, there was an anime. Oh, was really? An, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, um, but yeah, I've heard that there is. Oh, wow. It, I think it came out around the same time that... Uh, Wild World or City Folk came out, I guess. Okay. Yeah. But I'd like to see like a full-blown, you know, worldwide Animal Crossing movie. I would, <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, it, it'd probably be really light on plot too, but, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I like Animal Crossing, you know. 
if you listen to if you listen to the podcast here, you know that I guess it was was it our first one where we talked about our favorite top five favorite games. Yeah, yeah. And Animal Crossing was my number two, so <laughs> I really like that game. Um. So yeah, and and then you know other franchises. I would love to see a Mega Man movie. That would be really cool. I mean, I know Mega Man games don't have much plot either, but I think they could probably, you know, cobble something together. Yeah, they yeah. could just take the cutscenes from Mega Man Eight and just make that a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be something <laughs> yeah so let's set us back about uh 20 years honestly though i really like the cutscenes in mega man 8 <laughs> voice bad voice acting and all i love them i love that game that game is so great but anyway that's about really all i have to say about the mario movie what anything else you want to add about it um no not really it was just a it was just kind of a fun movie to watch um like like we said, there's not really too much to uh, read into it, but uh, as long as you go into it just knowing it's going to be a kind of a just a, a popcorn esque kind of movie, <laughs> no no real filling to it. Yeah, turn uh, your brain off. Yeah, just turn your brain off for a little bit, then you're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's a fun movie. So so yeah. But anyway, so that's it for the first part of our podcast. So now we're going to go to a commercial break. Yeah. So uh, uh, stick with us, and we'll be back after the commercial. After these messages, we'll be right back. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers in plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sick is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Huh. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, in this next part, we're going to talk about Super Nintendo World. Okay? So, and this is going to be mostly me because I'm the one that went, not Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. I could only afford to take another person with me, and I took my dad's. So. Oh, no worries. That's okay. So, but anyway. Um, so, you know how the Mario Brothers are plumbers? Mm-hmm. And they fell into a pipe that led them to the Mushroom Kingdom. Well... I work in the plumbing section of a major hardware store. So I guess the same thing happened to me. <laughs> so uh, here on this last part of the podcast, we're going to talk about my adventures in the Mushroom Kingdom and how I was able to defeat Bowser three times in one morning. Everybody talks about you know how great Mario is, but I was able to do that three times in one morning. So take that, Mario. Yeah, it was, was no big deal for you. Yeah. So yeah, I went to Universal Studios Hollywood a few weeks ago, and I visited Super Nintendo World. So I'm going to talk about that now. Um, so, but since this is just mostly just going to be me, uh, you know, for, again, forgive me for that for being the one blabbing all the time. No, it's okay. Uh, but uh, feel free to interject whenever you want to if you have any questions or if you think <laughs> I missed something or you know whatever. Just just please do. <laughs> of course. And also, I think this will be one of the first times I actually get to really talk with you about. Super Nintendo World in detail because I don't think I've had a chance to do that before with you because we've always been so busy since then. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've had a chance to. Yeah, I mean, I told you some things, but I, I don't think I told you everything. Like, I, I don't think I told you about the Mario Kart ride yet, did I? No, not yet. Yeah, well, we're going to now. There we go. Uh, also, uh, the way I do these these uh, podcasts is I make an outline first. Well, this part of the outline is pretty much copied straight verbatim from my article that I wrote on GamerDad.com. And I just wanted to make like a, a, a video or, or a, an audio version of that too. So if you want to see pictures, 
you because I can't show you pictures in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just unfortunately. Impossible. But if you want to see pictures, just go to gamerdad.com or just search for like Super Nintendo World Gamer Dad, and then you can read the articles that I wrote that are pretty much the same as what I'm saying now, and you can look at the pictures too. Okay, so uh, so just you know do that if if you want to look at pictures. So, um, but anyway, so you might be wondering why on earth would I go to Super Nintendo World now. I mean, it's expensive, it's new. Uh, the Super Nintendo World in Orlando is supposed to open in a couple of years, and it will probably be better than the one in California, as they usually tend to be. I've heard that the one in California, I mean, the one in uh, Orlando is going to have like a Donkey Kong Country roller coaster or something like that. Mm. Uh, and the one in Japan has like a Yoshi ride that the Hollywood one doesn't. So I wish I wish this one Dad did that too. Um, but however. The reason why I went to this one now is because, well, one reason is, is that I haven't been on vacation since 2019. <laughs> so That's a good enough reason. Yeah, I was ready to get out. Um, you know, the only times I've been away from the house, I mean, the only times I've been you know more than two hours away from the house was like a couple of times since 2020. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was ready to get out. It, it was time. Uh, and then... Um, and then, you know, I thought about, you know, maybe waiting a couple of years to the, for the, uh, Orlando version to come out. But then I thought, you know, a lot of things have happened in the past three years. We've had the pandemic, our mom had breast cancer and, uh, you know, she, she survived it and everything. So that was good. And then we've had all sorts of other family problems. I don't even, I'm not even going to go into in the podcast. I mean, you, you know what they are. Oh yeah. So, but we don't, we don't have to tell all the viewers about that show. You know, we're all fine and everything, so don't worry. But you know, it's just a lot of changes and things have happened in the past three years and who knows what the next two years are going to bring. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go now. And so, um, and you know, I, and in two years, I may not even be able to go. I don't know. So all I know is that I had the money now, and I had a chance to do it now, so I just did it. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I used to take my dad with me to E3 and PAX all the time, back when we did that a lot. And we're both getting older, and we may not have as many opportunities to do that in the future. So I just wanted to take the time to do that. So I took I took my dad with me to Super Nintendo World. Um. So, again, another reason why I went now. Um, and even though that, you know, it was really expensive, I got a really good deal on the hotel and the flight. The only thing I didn't like paying for was the tickets to get in. I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't understand how families are supposed to afford to go to these theme parks anymore. Yeah, especially the people who go, like, multiple times. I'm like, how are you even well, doing this? I mean, if you live close... I mean, I guess you can probably get like a season pass, and maybe it'd be better. But still, it's just, it's just so expensive. Oh yeah. You know, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just cheap or poor. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's it. So here's um, here's about you know about what I did there. So um, the day that we went, we uh, got up super early in the morning, about an hour before they opened. Okay, because I bought a special pass to get in an hour early to do the, all the Super Nintendo stuff before, uh, you know, regular admission came in. So I paid a little bit more money for that, but that that wasn't too bad. I'm like, you know, if I'm spending all this money, I might as well just spend an, an extra twenty dollars to 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 get in a little bit early. So I did that. <laughs> um, so I recommend doing that if you can, if mm. if you go. So, um, 
And so yeah, they've been they were advertising Super Nintendo World everywhere, and and, and because we mostly stayed in Burbank nearby, I didn't have to go into L.A. proper. Thank goodness. <laughs> Sorry if you live in L.A., but it's kind of a dump. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, they were advertising the heck out of it. You know, the front entrance was all decked out with it and everything. So, um, so you go into this warp pipe that has like lights on the inside and. Um, but, um, but anyway, so when you go to Super Nintendo World, one of the first things you want to do either that, that morning or maybe even the day before, if you can, is you buy these things called power up bands. Okay. They fit on your wrist like a slap bracelet and, um, they allow you to do stuff in the park in, in the Super Nintendo World area that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Um, I've heard some people complain that the bracelets fall off too easily, but I didn't really have that problem. Um, the only time that it, it was a problem was if you were waving your hands around a lot in one of the games, but uh, the little workers there would tell you just to take off the bands and hold them in your hands while you're doing that. So, um, And uh, they're, they're, the bracelets are expensive at like 40 bucks a pop. Oh, geez. But, I mean, you've seen them. They're really high-quality bracelets. They are. And um, uh, they even act as amiibo. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I need to test them out with uh, Tears of the Kingdom and see what I get with those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I'm a huge Amiibo collector, so, you know, I have pretty much all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's nice to get those. Um, so, you know, they had the uh, bands based on all the different Mario characters, you know, Mario, Luigi, Princess, Daisy, uh, Yoshi, and Toad. Uh, I got the Toad one for myself because, you know, that's my favorite character. And then I got Luigi for my dad because uh, that's my second favorite character. <laughs> so uh, the bands, they can be bought at the gift shop in uh, Super Nintendo World, but you can also buy them at the Super Nintendo World gift shop at Universal City Walk, which is this group of restaurants that are outside the park. And uh, when me and my dad used to go to E3, we'd always eat there because it was a safe place to eat. And it's kind of fun. It's touristy, but, you know, still fun. So you can get the the bands there. So we actually arrived the day before, and I bought the bands there, so I have them ready before um, before we go to the park uh, the next day. And um, what else? Um, so anyway, so yeah, the the shops had those bands, and then. Um, you know, the shops also had a lot of, you know, Mario-related items and Mario Kart stuff. I really wish that the shops had more than just Mario stuff, though. It's all Mario. I wish they had, like, Kirby and Animal Crossing and Zelda stuff, too, but they didn't. It was just all Mario. Yeah. It'd so, be a good opportunity for them to do that. I know. And, like, Pokemon. Yeah. Can you imagine oh, Pokemon? Yeah. They could have, like, a whole Pokemon center that's just stuff, but they don't. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I wish they did. Um, so, the, like... They made a big deal that the Super Nintendo World shop was called One Up Factory, but honestly, all the shops had Nintendo stuff, so it really wasn't as big a deal to me. Um, but anyways, yeah, sorry to go off topic there. The, the power-up bands. So what do they do? So when you go to the park, there's also activities that you can do, whether it's something small like hitting a question block with, with your fist, just like in the games, or riding the ride. Or whatever, and if you have power-up bands, you can scan it and it records it to a server, and then you can open up an app that you get uh, to record. Uh, you know what you do. You can get stamps 
for doing certain things like you know hitting a certain number of blocks or doing things in the in the rides you know getting certain scores or, or doing it. it's basically like achievements in the park <laughs> and um and, and so you can also look at you know scores for the mario kart ride and, and like a little map and everything so it's really cool to to have that app while you're going through um you know since i was on since i had the toad bracelet i was on team toad on the app and uh you know you can see uh what stamps you have and what you need to do to get stamps so you know you can go around the park doing stuff like that uh some of the stamps are impossible to get now on the app like i think one of the stamps was visit the park on opening day <laughs> so like well yeah can't, can't get that one yeah, yeah. can't get that one yeah <laughs> Um, there's even secrets that I couldn't find. Like I, I heard that there are secret Pikmin that you can find or, and I think one of the stamps said, try to find Rosalina. And they said something about using binoculars, but I swear I looked all over that park. I scoured the whole thing trying to find those secrets and I cannot find them at all. <laughs> if you have to use some kind of binoculars to, to find those things, I, I think that, um, they just didn't have them out that day. Because this all all this stuff depends on whether or not the employees want to do <laughs> the stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I swear I don't think they had them out that day. So that's a bit disappointing. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, that's what the bands do. Uh, you don't have to have them to enjoy the park, but if you want to do everything in there and get the full enjoyment out of them, you have to get the bands. So I don't like having to spend an extra forty bucks for that, but it is what it is. You know, if I'm gonna be going over there, I'm gonna get the full enjoyment over there, over it. So, um. But yeah, but yeah, at least they're nice. They were nicely made. Uh, again, you can see pictures of them on my little article. So, um, you know, I took a lot of pictures that I really can't describe here. It just they made everything look like Mario. It had a lot of moving objects in the background. Um, you know, little details like you know, there's a little desert area that you can see high up where there's a little t- pokey cactus going back and forth. You know, little animatronics and stuff. So, a lot of neat details. Um, you can see Bowser's Castle. Uh, that's where you entered the Mario Kart ride. Uh, Peach's Castle is where you entered and exited the park. Uh, oh yeah. Um, so uh, in each little area of the park, they play music. So like when you're in Peach's Castle, they play like the Super Mario 64 Hub World theme. <laughs> oh, cool. And you can even see in the in the castle, you can also see the little paintings that you can jump through. And like there's a <laughs> little middle area, and I'm sure. A lot of Mario 64 fans looked up at the skylight, you know, just like you do in the game. Uh, and then other areas had music too, like in Bowser's Castle, they played castle themes from like Super Mario World, and um, you know, and and so just just like that, they had music everywhere. So, so that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked it, but by the end of the day, I did get a little tired of some of it. <laughs> yeah, after hearing the music over and over and over again, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So and they had lots of mushrooms that acted that tried to act as shade with little toadstools you can sit on. Um, let's see what else here. I'm just kind of going through my little outline here to see what I'm forgetting. Um, the only problem with this whole area, or one of the problems, is that it's actually really small. Hmm. That if you look at pictures and even my, some of my pictures, it seems like it's, it's huge. It's a huge area. It's not. It's I'm I'm trying to trying to describe about how big it is. It's it's really no bigger than I guess maybe a small grocery store. <laughs> you know, it, it's I mean Super Walmart. Let's just say Super Walmart's are probably about twice as big as Super Nintendo World was. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really small. So I wish they would have spread it out so people had more room because, like, by the time this, the park actually opened, it was just wall-to-wall people in there. So yeah, that was just one of my problems. Um, they, they had a lot of neat little details, though, like, you know, the caution wet floor signs that you see in places. Here they were shaped like banana peels. <laughs> oh, nice. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, I got my picture taken with Mario and Luigi, of course. Ooh. And um, the the cool thing is that the the costume characters had pre-recorded uh, lines that they said when you were going to get your picture. So, like, you go up and, and you know, stand next to Luigi, and when you get your picture taken, you'd be like, smile and say Luigi, you know, and stuff like that. So <laughs> that, that was really cool. I mean, I'm, I've never seen costume mascots do that, so I don't know if they do that in the other theme parks as well now. But uh, they also blink their eyes, <laughs> which is cool. In fact, I got a picture of Luigi having his eyes closed, so I have proof of that. <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, I uh, I got that uh, taking. I got my picture taken with Mario and Luigi, and also Princess Peach. So she was in a different area. Uh, she had voice clips too. Like you know, when I walk up to her, I wanted to like actually kneel and be like Your Highness, but you know that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, she had pre-recorded voice clips, too. I think that whenever I was standing up there, she was like, are you enjoying your stay in my kingdom? And I was like, yeah, it better be for the price I'm spending. (laughs) I didn't say that. But but I thought it was really cute, like, when a little girl would go up to get her picture taken with the princess, uh, she would say, oh, look, another princess. So I thought that was kind of cute. That's cute. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, so, yeah, that's kind of what you could do, you know, on the outside of the park. So... Um, so yeah, the first, my first challenge with Bowser was a Mario Kart challenge. He, (laughs) he challenged me to a kart race. So of course I'm going to take him up on that. So yeah, that was the Mario Kart. That's the Mario Kart ride. Um, and you know, we paid a little extra, you know, like I said, we paid a little bit extra to get into the park, uh, an hour early. And we mostly use that, uh, that extra hour to ride the Mario Kart ride twice. Because after that hour, the line was outside the door, oh, and I've I've heard people um, uh, report. I've heard reports of people saying that they waited two and a half hours cool. uh, to wait in line for that. So uh, no, yeah. no, thank you. No. Um, but but if you can ride it twice, um, you know, do that the, when you first get in. Try to ride it twice because it's one of those rides where you kind of have to get do it once just to get the hang of it, and the second time. Uh, you, you can you know, understand it. Um, you know when we wrote when we first got on the Mario Kart ride, it we we pretty much got right on, which was both a good and bad thing because we didn't have to wait in line. But the game really, I mean the I call it a game because it almost was like a game, but the ride really requires some instructions, <laughs> and so we skipped all the instructions. So the first time we wrote, it, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> but at least the second time, um, you know there was a little bit of a line, so we actually got to to. Uh, to look at the instructions so we could figure it out. Um, and also, since I took my dad with me on this trip, he's never played a Mario Kart game before. <laughs> so if you've never played Mario Kart before, you're going to be so lost on this ride. You know, so he, I had to, the, the second time we rode it and we were in a, a little bit of a line, I used that time while we were waiting to, waiting to explain to my dad, um, you know how, how to play Mario Kart. <laughs> you know, you go over these pl- question blocks and it lets it lets you shoot out shells. You know, <laughs> you know if you never played a Mario Kart game, you're like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> so it it made sense. It makes sense to you know fans, but to other people, not so much. No. 
Um, but anyway, so, um, oh, what else? What else? Oh yeah, the 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 other good thing about waiting in line on this ride, I don't want to do it for two and a half hours, but while you're waiting in the line, there's so many things to look at while you're waiting that. I actually liked the line more than the ride itself. I know that doesn't bode too well for my impressions of the actual ride. But again, this is another part where you may want to look at the pictures that I took on the on the article I wrote. But yeah, I I actually like the line more than the ride. Because when you go in, uh, they, they decorate it. Uh, the first part is decorated like Yoshi's Island. Oh, that's really cool. And, and again, I love that game. That's one of my favorite Mario games. Yeah, I love Yoshi's Island. So uh, it was so cool. You go in, you, you see all the little crayon art, and they play Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's story music in the background. I'm just like, yeah, Yoshi! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you get, after that, you go into a cave that's based on Yoshi's Island as well. And then um, uh, after that, you go outside for a little bit, and but then you enter in Bowser's castle from his, from his like giant head. Uh, castle, the part of the castle that's shaped like it's a giant head, and then the first thing you see is a is a giant Bowser statue, and that's really cool. And then you can um, you view things in the um, in the castle like um, uh, trophies from Mario Kart. Um, there's like a, a a little letter that shows you you know Bowser challenging you to the race, and uh, there's like a little workshop that has like um, you know, like a little library in his throne and a little workbench that has these funny little post-it notes uh, that say stuff like uh, lunch with uh, Iggy and Roy at 1 p.m. and a grocery <laughs> list that reads, because uh, there's also like a prana plant standing on this little workbench and, and, and there's like a blueprint of a Mecha Koopa, but the grocery list reads, uh, uh, you know, things to get at the grocery store, um, pl- potting soil, plant food, bandages, and burn cream. So uh, just little touches like that. And of course, you know, like I said, they play the, the music from Bowser's Castle in there. And um, and, I, and I thought of you this whole time while we were in that little Bowser's Castle area of the ride because, uh, you know, when you were little, you just adored Bowser. <laughs> yeah, it was my favorite. So so whenever I was in this part of the ride, I was like, man, it's a good thing I didn't take Jeff here as a kid. He would never want to leave. <laughs> yeah, we have to go through the line. Oh, man. <laughs> he just want to stay in Bowser Castle. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, you also got to go through a little factory where they made Bob-Omb's and, uh, and Mecha Koopas. So you got to see how, they, how those were made. And then after that, they had like this little area, that, like a TV station. And that's where they did the Mario Kart TV stuff. Um, and that's where you saw the video instructions. And even the instructions for how to ride the ride were not very good because they were all pictures with no words. Oh, man. So it was really hard to understand. And then right before you got on the ride, you got to see like these little closets where they had like the suits at the me out- the, for the me outfits for the me characters in Mario Kart. So that was kind of cool too. Um, and then uh, when you get on the ride... Uh, the first thing that well, the first thing that you do before you get on the ride is usually like in these rides that use some kind of 3D technology, you get goggles. Well, in this one you get like this hat, but no goggles. But they don't tell you that, so I'm just sitting here like, why are we wearing these hats? But then once you actually sit in the ride, the steering wheel has the second part of the goggles that fits onto the hat part you just got. And so like the first time we rode that, we were like, what what the heck is going on? And I always had even the second time I had trouble getting them those things to fit. I'd have my dad help me. 
Mm-hmm. So so anyway, um, so yeah, uh, the the moving part of the ride is actually nothing special. Um, it reminded me of an old ride that I rode in Disney World that has since been replaced. But as a kid, I rode this ride called Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Did you ever ride that when you went to Disney World? No, no, it was no. it was probably gone by the time you were able to ride it. Yeah, I it was just so. it was a real simple ride where you sit in these old timey cars and ride around the track and see these little scenes all lit up in black light. Um, it was really dated even by the time I went to it, but it was one of my favorites. And uh, they've since replaced it. And normally I'd be mad about that, but they replaced it with a really cute Winnie the Pooh ride. So <laughs> so I was okay with it. But anyway, so the. The actual ride part of the Mario Kart ride just reminded me of that Mr. Toad ride. In fact, the way I described the uh, Mario Kart ride is it's Mr. Toad's wild ride with technology. <laughs> oh, because no. the the goggles that you put on uh, use AR technology to have like images uh, fly in front of your eyes. And um, so that's that's really all it was. Um, but yeah, the, the track, uh, the only really physical things you see on the track are like little backgrounds of... Uh, things like the starting line, underwater, lava, ghost, etc. You finish off the ride at Rainbow Road, but it wasn't near as visually appealing as what I think it could have been. Because, you know, Rainbow Road is usually like the coolest thing you see. Oh, yeah. And here I just like, oh, that was it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, the AR technology you use uh, makes it look like there's, um, you know, the cart riders racing past you, and you see these arrows, and... When you see arrows, you're supposed to turn your little steering wheel on your ride to turn in that direction so you get more coins, but I don't know how that's indicated in the ride. That's just what you're supposed to do. Again, this is all stuff we didn't know about the first time we rode. And so you have to do that, and then when you see these question blocks, you're supposed to roll over those, and then you get ammunition. You get like 15 to 25 shells that you use to uh, throw at, at the targets that come up, and... Uh, there are trigger buttons at the top of the steering wheel handles that you're supposed to use to fire the shells. And again, these are things I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and you aim by by tilting your head around. You, you move your head to aim the shells at things. Again, more stuff I didn't know about the first time we rode the ride. Um, and then and you want to look all around because when you look all around, you'll see all these secret stuff like little secret uh, question blocks and enemies you can hit that actually record that you did that on the app. That you can get stamps for, so you know that's 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 kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, and one problem I had was that once you run out of shells, you can't shoot anymore until you run over another question block. So, in my opinion, I think the ride would have been more fun if you got to shoot all the time. And yeah, I know that's not like Mario Kart, but you know, it's a ride. It's a ride. Yeah. yeah. So it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I think you can scan your power band on the horn of the steering wheel to earn your stamps and stuff and record but again that's just something that they don't tell you i think in the ride you're supposed to avoid shooting at the other mario characters like the hero characters like mario luigi peach toad yoshi etc and i think you are supposed to shoot at the racers on team bowser which included the seven koopa kids and i was really happy about that because uh, i've always been a big fan of the koopa kids so uh i thought they were cool that they were uh, in the ride um and, you know, when they introduced Bowser Jr. in the games, I was really worried that they ditched the Koopa Kids, but I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of shoehorned them in there. Um, and, and, and the ride, every, all the characters are using the anti-gravity wheels from Mario Kart 8, so they're kind of flying all around you. So, again, if you've never played a Mario Kart game before, this part would just make absolutely no sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But anyway, so yeah, the first time we rode Team Bowser won. The second time we rode Team Mario won. I guess I was on Team Mario. I mean, my app says I'm on Team Toad, so I, I don't know. I, I was confused. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it, it was just kind of confusing. So that was the one thing that hindered my enjoyment of the ride. The other thing that um, hindered my enjoyment of the ride is that uh, any of these rides that use either like 3D or stereoscopic vision technology, uh, I can't really do as well because I've been blind to my left eye since birth. So uh, while probably most people probably saw a wider view of it, because I don't think it used 3D technology. It might have. Things didn't seem too blurry. Usually whenever something uses 3D technology, uh, it, I just see a more blurry image. But things weren't blurry here, but uh, since I couldn't see out of both both uh, lenses, I just saw everything through, like I was looking through a telescope. Hmm. So that was another thing that just I couldn't really enjoy the ride as much. So, oh yeah. well. And... Also, when the Mario Kart ride first came out uh, in the U.S., there was a lot of online articles being written about how it uh, wasn't, um, it didn't cater to larger guests that couldn't fit in the ride. And personally, I think that's just a lot of bull because uh, my dad is a bit bigger than me, and he had no problems fitting in that ride. And, oh, interesting. And we rode rides at Universal Studios Hollywood that were way tighter than the Mario Kart ride. Yeah, because I, I had heard that same uh, thing from articles, too. Yeah, so in my opinion, I think this is just a case of online, quote, journalists <laughs> just wanting to stir up trouble and views, Yeah, is, is my personal opinion. So, But anyway, so yeah, that was the Mario Kart ride. Um, so I'm really glad I got to ride it because you know, I am a pretty big fan of Mario Kart, and I've done all the games... I've gotten that little rail-controlled game. I've played all the arcade games. I think the only thing I've never done is that there's like a VR attraction in Washington or something that's Mario Kart related. That's the only thing I've never done. So I was glad to actually be able to do this. Um, but ultimately, I just wasn't really impressed with the ride. I don't know if my impressions were just... Uh, my expectations were just too high or what, or I just couldn't enjoy it as well because of my disability. But... Honestly, there's a ride at Disney World in Tomorrowland that's a Buzz Lightyear ride where you actually get to control moving around your little cart and you can shoot at actual physical objects instead of just stuff that flashes in front of your eye. And I kind of wish that, I don't remember what that ride is called, but I think you, you wrote, you've wrote on, on that ride, Yeah, right? yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, it seems like, because uh, that's, that's what I was thinking of when you, when you mentioned the uh, Mario Kart ride, but I think there is a clear difference here <laughs> between like shooting at stuff like that you can see through the goggles versus like things you can actually see in real life. Yeah. 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 And I wish that the Mario Kart ride was more like that. Yeah. Than what it was. So, oh well. But anyway, so yeah, that's my impression of the Mario Kart ride. Do you have any questions about that before I go on to the next thing that we did? Uh, nope. I think I'm all, I think I'm all good. That was, that was really interesting. I, I uh, 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 didn't really expect uh, the Mario ride to be like that, but uh, 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 I think I think definitely, like you said, if you're able to get in early and just do it a couple times to get used to it that'd yeah. probably be best yeah yeah but anyway so the other thing i really wanted to do at the park was um the restaurant that they have there so my next challenge against bowser is the bowser's fireball challenge it's a food related challenge <laughs> um but yeah i really wanted to go to um to that restaurant because it's it, it's uh it had all the food was mario related and uh, and uh, in Japan they have a couple of Kirby cafes with Kirby themed food and gifts, and I really wanted to go to those, but I don't think I'd be going to Japan anytime soon, if ever. So I think this Mario cafe is about the closest thing that we'll get 
So, um, so if you if you go to Super Nintendo World after you get the power up bands, one of the first things you really want to do is you want to go to the to the Toadstool Cafe. It's like a big mushroom house, and you want to get out your phone and scan a QR code that will lead you to a link where you can uh, make a reservation. Okay, for a time to eat. Now, just because you make a reservation does not mean that you're guaranteed to eat here. That just gives you a time to go wait in line at a certain time, and then if there's enough room, then you get in. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's how that's how you get in. So you want to just be on the ball with that. Uh, one one cool little side note is that when you do go into the Toad House, you can scan your power up band to pick from a big or small gift, just like the Toad Houses in the newer Mario games. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, but anyway, so. When you get in, um, you first wait in line for 15 minutes and look at your menu. You're not sitting at a table. You're just waiting in line. And while you're waiting in line, there's like a little window where a little TV screen where Chef Toad is talking to you and telling you about you know, all the food and you know, you know how you must be so hungry after collecting all these power-ups and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and Toad is my favorite character and all. He really is. But after sitting in line for 15 minutes listening to that voice... It got really annoying. <laughs> uh, my dad said that that t- his voice sounded like Minnie Mouse on drugs. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Hi, Kane. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, if you go to the website, the Game of Data website, and read my articles, you can look at shots of the menu. Uh, the The food is mostly Italian-themed because Mario. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, they have a wide variety of food. You know, they have appetizers, you know, Italian-themed appetizers like garlic bread and salads and... Uh, you know, a, a lot of the dishes were pasta themed, but you know they do serve burgers and ribs and other stuff too. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, da, 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 what else? Yeah, they had like a Luigi burger that I really wanted to get, but it was like actually the description made it sound more like a chicken sandwich. But I was like, you know what? I can get a burger anywhere. Let's 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 get something we can't get anywhere else. So we did. Um. And you know they had desserts. One of the things I didn't like was a couple of the drinks and and a, and a couple of desserts I really wanted to get. They were out of. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh man. But anyway, so after waiting 15 minutes there, you finally go to another line where you wait 15 minutes to take your order. <laughs> and and the customer service there was not too good, so I wasn't really happy about that. Um, I work in a place where customer service is all I do, and I bust my butt at that job. So when I see other people in customer service not doing a good job at that, it just kind of makes me sad. So, but anyway, so after you take your order, you get your drinks and you go and they they put you at these tables. Uh, and then I had to wait another thirty minutes for our food. So one thing you want to do is don't drink all your drink before your food comes. Uh, so even though I had set a time to um, to eat. At a certain time, we didn't actually eat until an hour later. No, oh, so geez. just keep that in mind before you go. Uh, don't drink all your drink before your food comes because if you get something spicy like we did, you won't have a drink to uh, to drink with it because they don't <laughs> they don't refill your drinks either. Oh man! Yeah, and then um, and then the other thing too is you want to make sure that you use a restroom before you go to the restaurant because there are no restrooms in the restaurant. <laughs> now there is a rest there is a restroom outside the restaurant in the Mario area. Which, by the way, uh, even the, the restroom is Mario-themed because it, it, it had like a little mural where you wash your hands of all different Mario, uh, all the different water characters, like bloopers and cheap sheets. 
and the music they played in the background in the in the restroom is from water levels. So the Ooh. restroom had like a water level theme, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. I didn't take any pictures of that though because I I figured that it'd be kind of weird to take pictures in a restroom. Probably illegal too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> probably probably illegal to do that. So I didn't do that. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, make sure you go potty before you go. Okay. But the one thing that the restaurant did get right was the atmosphere. You really feel like you're in a toad house when you're in this restaurant, and the music in the background is like little ambient. Uh, remixes of classic Mario tunes like Bob Ohm's Battlefield from Mario 64, Common Observatory from Mario Galaxy, and the ending tune from Super Mario World are ones I just remember off the top of my head. Um, And they had little windows that you could look out of in the restaurant where you could see toads walking about, um, doing their thing, you know, minding their own business. It's like TV screens behind the windows, but you know what I mean. Uh, And, like, you could also look behind you and see the toads preparing your food. But, after a while... Uh, storm clouds would start to billow up in the windows and all the toads would look up and go, oh no! <laughs> and even the lights in the restaurant would dim down a little bit and then all of a sudden all these uh, uh, Bowser airship would start attacking. <laughs> and so you could watch them, you know, sending cannonballs at the restaurant and you'd see, I saw little glimpses in the windows of Mario like chasing some Goombas or Luigi hiding in a pipe from a bullet bill. Uh, I don't know how the Koopa ships were defeated because, I mean, there there were windows all around. I couldn't look at all of them. Uh, And um, so, uh, so, you know, after a while they went away. All I can say is that I think the Toadstool Cafe should be repurposed as a uh, fortress because if it can withstand all those airship attacks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if it can can withstand that. But it was really good. But, and the other good thing about the restaurant is even though the service was poor, the food was really good. We got this. Uh, uh, we got a couple of appetizers. We shared an entree, and I got a dessert. And one of the entrees was a uh, an Italian dish that's like these tomato and cheese slices. Is they call it a prana print caprice? I guess that's what they're called. I don't or know. Caprice. Eh? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too fancy. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's that tomato and cheese slice thing. Yeah, Italian places, you know. Uh, and they made like this little shape of a of a prana plant that was like two tomato halves and little cheese for the dots and a green bean or asparagus for the stem. So I was like, Hey, I can make that. So we actually, I actually made that, uh, for y'all for mother's day when we visited mom for mother's day. Yeah. It looked really cool. Yeah. So I actually did that. And then we ordered a, uh, Yoshi salad. It was called Yoshi's favorite fruit and veggie salad. Cause we had to have Yoshi and the, the croutons in the salad were shaped like Yoshi eggs. And it had fruit like uh, blueberry, blueberries and strawberry slices. And it even had star fruit. And I had only had star fruit like two other times in my life. So that was kind of neat. Um, and then the main dish was Bowser's Fireball Challenge. And I got this dish in honor of you. <laughs> because since you, were, since you couldn't come, I knew you'd have to have this one. And the Bowser's Fireball Challenge was a giant one-pound meatball. Again, I shared this with Dad because there's no way I'm eating a one-pound meatball by myself. Yeah. And it came with it was it came with a, a little uh, layer of mushroom sauce on the bottom, and a Bowser head-shaped puff pastry, and the and you know pardon the expression, but this was one spicy meatball. <laughs> I mean, it, it cleared out my sinuses. And they even gave you like a little side of Tabasco sauce to put on if you just wanted to torture yourself. <laughs> but the but even though it was really spicy, it was also really good. You know, I ate my entire half. You know, just make sure you have a drink. Don't drink all your drink if you have it. 
Uh, one thing about the one warning about the meatball though is that if you do have kids, do not order this for them. It is, I think, it's way too spicy for kids. Hmm. So, and then for dessert, we had this uh, tiramisu thing. It was like a tiramisu cake with a big glob of icing on top, and it was surrounded by these square question block uh, sugar cookies. So, it like a big question block is all it was. But anyway, so that's the restaurant. Um, <clears throat> so. The, the last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, in video games, uh, there's also, you know, really good video games, there's all sorts of secrets and hidden areas. Well, in Super Nintendo World, there's also lots of secrets and hidden areas, too. Okay? So, when we, when we got to the Mushroom Kingdom, we learned that Bowser Jr. had stolen the Golden Mushroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So, Princess Peach needed me to get it back. <laughs> so... In order to do so, you had to play all these little mini games that you use the power bands with, and then so you could get these keys to unlock Bowser Jr.'s secret lair for one final showdown with Bowser Jr. In order to do this part of the park, you have to have the power bands. You wait in line at these little mini games that are pretty much just a carnival game, and then when you win, you scan the it on your band and it records that you got a key. Okay. Um, so my problem was this with this idea is that in order to play the games, you had to wait in a really long line. And then uh, once you got, actually play the game, there's not a guarantee you'll get a key. Oh, if you lose, you don't get a key, and then you just have to wait in a line. I mean, there's four games, so there's four chances for you to get three keys, and I think you can replay them too. But still, uh, in my you know, I'm not one to uh, support... You know, like kids getting trophies even if they don't win. I mean, I know like in video games in real life, you don't always win. Uh, But in this case, since you're paying so much for a ticket, and then you have to pay extra for your power-up bands to do this and wait in the line, I think as long as you try the minigame, you should get the key. So that's just what I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it would would be like... Like, devastating for a child to have to, you know, wait back in line, the huge line. Yeah, because uh, a lot of these games either require you to have, like, really good video game timing or be a certain size. You know, we'll get to that in a bit. So, you know, I, I saw kids actually having trouble with these games, and I even barely got all the keys myself. Hmm. So, so yeah, I just, that's just one thing about the park I didn't like. Um, but anyway, the first game you play, or the first game we played was you had to hit this POW block, and it would make a chain reaction so that you, you had to time it so that the last POW block would hit this bouncing Koopa shell that would make you go up and hit a Koopa. And if you did that, you uh, you would win the key. That was the game I couldn't do. I couldn't get the timing right. So, um, but yeah, uh, my dad, who knows nothing about Mario, he thought the POW and the POW block stood for Prisoner of War. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he asked me. He's like, is that a Prisoner of War block? What does that mean? I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Again, this is all stuff that makes sense to Mario fans, but if you don't know Mario, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. And the second game that we played, you had to turn this crank really fast to make this hill roll backwards to keep this Goomba from coming out of a cave. And that one I did pretty well on. That was pretty easy. But in front of me was this little girl who couldn't do it because she the crane was bigger than she was. <laughs> and again, this is one instance that I think that they they could like make some tweaks to, to make it easier on the kids, you know? So, but anyway, um, and then there's another, uh, another game that we played was, I think it was like a group game and 
there was this big sleeping prana plant. And in fact, they even played the little lullaby tune from Mario 64. And you had to hit these alarm clocks um, so they wouldn't wake it up as like a whack-a-mole. And supposedly, you could tell which ones were about to go off because the, the face on the clocks would shine red. But it was daylight. We couldn't see that. So I just kind of hammered on all the clocks, and <laughs> we won somehow. And then the last one, you go inside this cave, and outside the cave, before you go in, there's this th- uh, thwomp that would crash down on you. And it, it was really cool because uh, they made this really cool effect, like the thwomp, when it would land, it looked like it was like spraying dust and particles around. But it was actually just a mister. So it, that would just spray cool mist on you. So that was one time where you'd actually want to stand under the thwomp. <laughs> but when you got inside this cave, you played this little touchscreen minigame on the wall where you had to change all the blocks a certain color. But each time the thwomp went down, it would reset it. And we barely, and my dad and I teamed up to play that one. We barely won that one. So anyway, so that's all the, the games that you got. And so we were able to get the three keys. So we, um, so after that, we get to go to Bowser Jr.'s secret lair and scan our uh, bracelets and unlock the door. And then you play this, uh, you go inside what looks like Bowser's room, and it's all messy with Mario stuff, uh, little Mario items and everything, and a, and a little Bowser Jr. block you could hit. But then you played this little mini game that's pretty much like a Xbox 360 Kinect game, where you stand in front of the screen, you can see your shadow, and then uh, you have to wave your arms around to swat at uh, parachuting bob bombs. you have to duck under bullet bills coming at you, and um, if you see a power-up block, you can hit it. Uh, if you get hit, your shadow will shrink down on the screen. So you have to jump up to hit a block to get a mushroom to get big again. And you can get power-ups like fireballs that you can uh, wave your arms around to shoot at long-distance objects like Prana Plants and Bowser Jr. fly around in his clown car and stuff. And then after you uh, hit Bowser Jr. a bunch of times, uh, you defeat him. And then you jump up and, and, and grab a flagpole and on the screen. And then that's the end of the game. I mean, it's kind of neat, but I really think that part should have just been opened up to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Instead of having to go through all those hoops. Yeah, get the three keys. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, um, that's the Bowser Jr. ride. Or, it's not really a ride. It's just another little thing you can do. And that's pretty much all we did at Super Nintendo World. Um, I'm really glad I got to go and experience it. Um, I've never been able to be like a super famous game reviewer with a YouTube channel and thousands of followers and all that, but... I will say that I'm really thankful for the opportunities I've had in the past uh, for for going uh, to places like E3 and PAX and now this. I've, I've, I've been, I feel like I've been really lucky. And I'm also uh, really glad I was able to do this with my dad. But, however, because of all the crowds, the disappointing ride, the poor service and wait time in the, in the Bowser Jr. area, which I didn't think was well designed... I don't know if I want to do that again. <laughs> I, think one, I think once was enough. I mean, maybe in a couple of years when the one in Orlando opens up, maybe I'd go again. But I think I could certainly wait a while later. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, all in all, it was fun, but once was enough. Just only once. I also really can't recommend this park for parents with little kids because of all those problems. Um, you know, which is a shame because... With a few tweaks and adjustments, this would just be perfect for little kids. It just, oh man, just so much about it. Uh, so really, I can only recommend this park for you know older patient kids, teenagers, and older gamer adults. <laughs> and that's really about it. Um, but yeah, after that, I mean, we we from in that area, we were there from like eight in the morning to three in the afternoon. 
So as we exited the park, we kind of moseyed our way past all the other rides, and we got a, a fat, we got a little extra thing where we had a fast pass to ride all the other rides once uh, without waiting in line. So as we were exiting the park, if there's any ride that we saw along the way that we wanted to hop on, we just did that. So we we just rode on a lot of rides I'd ridden on before, like the Transformers ride, the Simpsons ride. They actually added a lot of uh, more stuff to the Simpsons ride than the last time I went. Like they added a Duff bar, uh, I mean a Moe's bar. Oh, nice. With um, Barney inside, and uh, <laughs> they had like a little sculpture of Chief Wiggum, who his son is my one of my favorite Simpsons characters. Um. And then, um, so yeah, we did all that. Um, oh, what else? Um, Kane. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we, we, we stopped, they had like a new Harry Potter area. I'm not really big on Harry Potter. It's, it's, I'm, I've never really been a big fan of it, but we stopped there, uh, not to ride any of the rides, but, um, we, uh, Stopped in the restaurant to get a butter beer for my dad and a pumpkin juice for me. Um, the pumpkin juice tasted sweeter than what it, what I remember back at the one in Orlando. I drank like three bottles of that in Orlando, <laughs> but here it just tasted a little bit sweet. Um, the only new ride that we rode on, they had a Secret Life of Pets ride that we did, and it was just like a little slow cart kitty kind of ride where you sat in these little cardboard boxes and they showed like a screen in front of you that made you like you're a cartoon puppy and you're going to get adopted you can like wave your hands and the the puppies would like wave their paws in the air and then you go through all these little animatronic animatronic scenes from the movie and i guess the whole thing was them trying to get you ready to be adopted but a lot of it just didn't make any sense (laughs) you know my dad when we came out of that ride my dad was like um you know, I've never seen the movie, so that makes sense to me. And I was like, "Well, don't worry, Dad. I did, I've watched both of the Secret Life of Pets movies, and uh, and the, it, it barely made sense to me. Uh, but it was cute because at the end, you know, you saw another screen where there was like a family that was like, "Hey, let's adopt these puppies." So I don't know. It was cute. Uh, and then while you're waiting in line, that they made it like you're walking through an apartment complex, and you got to see little animals in, from the movie talk and everything. Uh, so it was really cute, you know. My our mom, you know, really liked that movie, so I had to ride that ride too. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and then the Harry Potter area. You know how I said that the Mario restrooms were themed like a water level. When you go into the Harry Potter world, uh, we went to the restroom there too. And while I was using the restroom, I heard the voice of that. Um, um, what's wrong with your computer? Is that something wrong? Oh, we're running out of battery. Oh no! <laughs> well, we're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. Um, well. Anyway, so when you're in the restroom in the in the Harry Potter area, you hear the voice of that ghost girl talking on a speaker. I couldn't understand what she was saying, but you know that I, I, isn't there like a ghost girl? Like yeah, like Moaning Myrtle or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't remember the names. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, so <laughs> that was something cool. But anyway, so that's about all we did uh, in the park. Um, I will say that you know another thing that I wish that they would have done in the Mario area was I wish it wasn't just all Mario. I wish it was, uh, I wish they had stuff from, um, you know, especially like in the gift shops. I wish they had stuff from Zelda, Metroid, Pokemon, Kirby, Animal Crossing. But I guess if they had those last two things, Kirby and Animal Crossing as things you could do in the theme park, I wouldn't want to leave. <laughs> so maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that they had like Mega Man, a Mega Man theme park. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it would be really cool. And I know you're probably thinking, "Gee, Carrie, what? Why didn't you mention Pac-Man theme park? Wouldn't you like to have a Pac-Man theme park?" <laughs> you know? Well, yes, but 
Did you know that when I was a kid, Six Flags over Texas, the Looney Tunes land, you know, this was before Time Warner owned Six Flags, and uh, uh, the Looney Tunes land was, um, uh, you know, whatever, they just had it themed as whatever popular was, was popular at the time. So for a while in the very early 80s, it was Pac-Man land. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I, it was. I remember you telling me about. Yeah, that. it was nothing more than a. Um, it, it was nothing more than just a glorified McDonald's play place painted yellow with a crappy magic show. But <laughs> you know, we lived near Six Flags, so I had to go. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, yes, there was a Pac-Man theme park at one point. <laughs> but anyway, so that's about all I have to say about Super Nintendo World. Do you have any questions? No, it, it seems like uh, like like you said, it seems like an interesting place to go visit. But maybe not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's all that we have for now. Um, again, I'd like to thank all you listeners. I'd like to thank my brothers for spending the time with me to do all this. Uh, you know, you for editing it. Thank you, Jeff, and for spending this, you know, hour after work. Hell, this was a long podcast. How long was this? It feels like it was long. About an hour and ten minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. But anyway, so, um, you know, thank you so much. You know, your time is the most important gift you can give anybody. So I really do appreciate that. Of course. Uh, So that's the end of this podcast. So we're going to end it by having everybody get up. Everybody stand up. We're all going to get up. Let's stand up. Stand up. We're all going to do the Mario. Come on. Everyone do the Mario. Do do the Mario. Come on. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on. It's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step. And then again, let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario.